the Notes McGoats podcast with your hosts, Brandon Alberta and Steve Madole. I hope you put your heavy duty denim on because this podcast is a knee slapper. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Notes McGoats podcast. I'm Steve. I'm Brandon. What's going on, dude? Oh, dude, not a whole lot. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's May. Um, it is May. It's gonna be May. And it it's probably only snowed like one or two more times in April. At least. Right now, at time of recording, it was a high of like 78 today. So that and it's was... going to be 32 on Sunday. Yeah, because Michigan so it's is Michigan. crazy. And then 65 again on like the next like two days later. That's, that's what happens. Don't plant yeah. shit for another week or two, guys. Right. Um. Just kind of works out. Yep. Uh, Steve, with your followers almanac helping out here. There Mostly my go. mother, my mother-in-law. She helps me with that stuff. Hey, um, I don't plant shit. It dies. The whole watering like and taking care of things that nurturing versus nature. Sure. <laughs> if yeah. my potatoes make it, if they've they've been good potatoes. If they don't, well, they fucking my, suck too. My potatoes are at the grocery store on aisle four or whatever. Well, so I've also heard your milkshake brings all the boys to the yard. Wow. Which would be a a violation Damn of your HOA, right. by the way. Just so you know. What? My, bringing my milkshakes. Yeah, you can't have your milkshakes because it brings all the boys to your yard, which is a violation of your HOA. Oh, I mean, okay. it brought me to your yard last year. <laughs> that is it, true. And it did it did? And um, it's true. Speaking of your milkshake, Brandon. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> who are we talking to today? Oh man, I guess I'm his milkshake. Apparently, um, I uh, I was thinking about that this was the better today. transition than he's ever done. Just saying That's right true. now. Absolutely. Um, so I've been thinking about this today on how I was going to introduce this guy. And I thought about it. I was like, okay, so how long have I actually known Jay? And it's like, well, okay. So going back, I would say at least 15 years, at oh, least. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, uh, going back You've to known to, me by three different names, at least, <laughs> at least, at mm-hmm. least for sure. And then like your artist names have changed here to represent more of, of who you are and your evolution in that. Uh, so guys, please welcome friend of the podcast, friend of mine. Uh, we've got musician, podcaster, producer, and probably one of the greatest IT professionals in all of America. Guys, give it up for Jay Gafford. Jay, welcome to the podcast. How are you, sir? I am great. This has literally been like a year coming, so I am stoked that we finally made it work, and I'm excited to be here. Dude, you did forget to mention, Brandon... What did that I Jay was instrumental in helping us kick this podcast off. Oh, he was. <gasps> Steve, how did I forget? Jay created our very first oh, theme song man. for the first, like, at least 20 or 30 episodes. You know what, Steve? We might actually use it for this one. I think I'm going to. Just because. Brandon Alberta and Steve Madol. <laughs> Yes! I think I think I'm it gonna. Might, we might pull it out. Pull it out just of the, for out this. Of the just thing. for this episode, I think it'll make make a return. So like it. I love it. I love it. So, <laughs> so Jay, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast. We have been yeah, of course. Yeah. throwing throwing different albums and stuff off the wall for the last year, and finally, we we nailed it to the wall. Yeah. I was gonna say we nailed it, which take that how you will. And um, we've figured out what we're talking about today. So, Jay. What artist are we talking about and what album of theirs are we talking about? 
so we are going to be talking about one of my favorite artists and honestly an artist that over the years I've grown to love even more because of who he is as a person, even beyond the music that he makes. And that is the one and only Post Malone, my man Posty. I love him. I love him as a person. I love his creativity. I love his like no fucks given attitude. He's just fully himself and that's something that i super admire so uh, we're going to be talking about his full-length album from last year called 12 carat toothache and mm-hmm. yeah i could not be more excited yeah so and i i actually have to admit i had not listened to a full post malone album until same. listening to this one same interesting like okay. i had listened to tracks so there's definitely tracks in the radio and i listen to him when he does like country covers because he's amazing at those he's um, so good at it and yeah. like he's like if you guys didn't know post malone is actually brad paisley's brad paisley's post malone songwriter now it just kind of worked out um that was a, a thing on tiktok because because he I was, did like, I was about to say wait is that real yeah, he, uh, Brad Paisley actually came out and said, I'm Post Malone's songwriter. Now that's your song. You can have that. Brad, Brad Paisley is, is Posty's ghostwriter. <laughs> yeah, and he, he just recently did a, he did a video recently with uh, him doing um the uh, Chattahoochee song from Alan Jackson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was awesome. I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. Like, dude. Like, yeah, I don't want to tell you to stay in your lane because your lane is all over the damn place. But holy yeah. crap, man. Well, he started in metal bands. So like yeah. he's he's all over the place, which I, it's probably why I like have so much uh, respect and, and I, he inspires me so much is because I, like I kind of do the same thing. I kind of make just whatever music I want to make. <laughs> right. Right. And it's I mean, it's it's right here. So I've got some uh some backstory on, on post. Now, if I get some things wrong. Let me know, and I will. Um, I I will eat some crow, but I I probably I won't say wrong. anything because I don't know shit. Jay <laughs> may know. Jay will probably know if I screw something up. It's, it's bound to happen. <laughs> All right, so we have Austin. Ah, po- uh, where are my notes here? I had you. There they go. Austin Richard Post uh, is his full name. He's an American wrong. rapper. You're wrong. I'm just kidding. I well, was wrong. Actually, I got it wrong there. Uh, um, American rapper, singer, songwriter, active since 2011. Um. He is was born in New York, uh, Syracuse, New York, is where he was born. Dude's lived all over the place, and currently, right now, he's got a compound in Utah. It's kind of where he chills out. I believe it's so funny. Like, when's the last time you heard of a celebrity be like, you know what? I want to live in Utah. Yeah, <laughs> apparently that's been like his happy place since COVID. It's beautiful. Um, it's a beautiful just, state, but he just yeah. was like, I'm going to Utah because ain't none of y'all here. Um, yeah. Pretty much. So, like, he had spots in, in Texas, too. He's kind of been all over. But um, yeah. Utah's kind of where he's put roots down right now. So, um, I just read that about him, too, uh, recently. He was super here. jazzed to move there. Yeah. It's, I mean, I have friends that live that live in Utah, and they, they oh, love it. Please tell me that didn't just go over both of your heads. <laughs> oh, Utah damn jazz. it. Damn oh. it. <laughs> you know what, Jay? It's late. I'm only, like, half a drink in, too. So, don't even start with me. Uh, yeah, there yeah. we go. Got me. He got yeah. me. So, eat a little crow there. Um, active since 2011. So he's only been active for a little over 10 years, which is mm-hmm. really weird. Um, mm-hmm. but uh, it's got four studio albums of five potentially now. One that just recently came out. Um, well, he's got one coming out very shortly here. All debuted in the top five on Build the Billboard 200. 39 music videos. 36 singles. He has won um, 10 Billboard Awards 
has three American Music Award wins and has six Grammy nominations. Hasn't won a Grammy yet. I he say will. yet because he's going to eventually. What kind of pushed him out there is song Circles off the Hollywood Bleeding album is kind of what gave him his, his big push. It spent 39 weeks in the top 10 on the Hot 100. Nice. So that was like his year. first mainstream single, but White yeah. Iverson is really what put him on yes. the map Circles, in the underground scene. Yep, Circles is what made him made made him um, nationwide, worldwide. Um, that's what kind of like, look at this tattooed guy. And yeah. then everybody was just like, wow, this tattooed guy can really sing. And then, yeah. and then it was just like, <laughs> Now, yeah. now I'm looking at the at the sideshow, and now they're like, "What?" And it just kind of like down the <laughs> rabbit hole a little bit here, which most that happens with most underground artists that start out is you like mm-hmm. you find something to sort of look at, and you're like, "Well, look over here." Oh wait, mm-hmm. he's super talented, but I'm still looking over here. What's going on over there? Yeah, and he plays that card very, very well. Now, Post has uh, professed his love for all music, as we stated before. Um, he is a huge alternative rock fan. Um. He, We've said he's he's dabbled in metal. He does a lot of country. Um, he was he actually did um, sing with Sublime with Rome for his birthday party. He got on stage, mm. sang a couple of songs, and then played a couple on guitar. And dude's amazing on guitar too. He can oh he's an incredible he can slay. Yeah. Yes, um, the video of him doing um, the couple of songs of Sublime with Rome are just like he's having the best time of his life. He's he's like so freaking happy, but like he's up there and he's just killing it and it's amazing. So now as for tattoos, we did mention his tattoos. He as of when I was doing this research, he had over eighty. Um and wow. he's got more now. But uh he says that and and talking about them is what everybody kind of focuses on at first. That's how people were like, what the hell is up with this guy has all his tattoos? And a lot of them are on his face and like very, very visible. Um, he actually has come out and said that these all have come from a place of insecurity based on how he looks. He didn't like he didn't never liked the way he looked. It was all very, very insecure about that. So he kind of literally and figuratively put a mask on. So you're mm-hmm. focusing on what he wants you to focus on first, but he doesn't want you to focus on. So I think we all do that per se. Um, with different yeah. things of our lives, we we put the mask on. He just did it literally. So yeah, well, and he did it in his music for a good mm-hmm. period of time as well. I mean, if you you go back to his first two albums, which are Stony and Beer Bongs and Bentleys, and mm-hmm. he was heavily drugged up and like very much an alcoholic, very not in a good place as far as that's concerned. And the reason he there was a three year gap between. Hollywood's bleeding in 2019 and this album and that three-year gap was literally because he had sunk so deep into depression that he wanted to quit at one point and then was finally able to to get himself out of that and I think that's another reason why I like connect with him so much is because like I've been there I still am there sometimes and it's really it's really and he talks about it all the time he's like not shy about it he he accepts that that was something he struggled with and that's mm-hmm. we need more of that from huge name artists to talk yes. about those kind of things. Hundred percent agree with you. He wears his mental health struggle on his sleeve, and he actually has come out and said that COVID was one of the worst and best things that ever happened to him. It forced him to really look inward, and mm-hmm. while he was alone, a lot of times, like mm-hmm. he didn't, he just had to kind of like, holy shit, and figure this out because he was yeah. going to quit, and like COVID kind of put the row between them like he could go one way or the other he decided mm-hmm. to keep going through music he just changed his style and changed how he lives his life a little bit and some of the songs on here really 
on this album really do go after that too. Yeah. Now, I looked this number up just recently because I did the I did the research a little while ago. But how many monthly Spotify listeners do you think post polls on average basis? Well, I already know the answer to that, so I'll let hey, Brandon. What do you got? <laughs> I'm gonna go sixty-two million. You're you're a little high, but not bad. 51. 50 right yeah 51 yeah 51 when i did the when i did the research a few months ago when we were going to record this originally he was almost a 60 so he's yeah. he he bounces between 45 and 65 on a month and like a, on like a 30 day rotating schedule area sure it probably reflects he, when he drops albums too so like when he puts an album out it's probably on the high end for like the months after that and then probably drops a little bit i would a little bit i also think it helps when he posts stuff when he posts uh his some of his stuff on tiktok goes viral yeah. it pushes yeah. it more too yeah, um not sure. even when he puts out new music because he was i mean between hollywood bleeding and this one he was still hitting this in the 50s and 60s but he was yeah. doing a lot of stuff on social media talking about mental health and kind of putting his his message out there people were kind of going back through and listening to some of his stuff being like right oh you know and he hung out with jimmy jimmy fallon a handful of times he did some sketches with him he's he's very big on social media and uses that platform very and he does a lot of his own social media but he uses that platform very very well especially tiktok he's he uses that program very well yeah and he also has i call him the keanu of hip-hop and pop music because that's like what he's kind of become known for on social media as well is like so many like fan videos of capturing just these beautiful moments where he's connecting with the fan or connecting with the crowd or something like that. And you see him interact with people and he just seems so genuine and he's so giving and like, and that's what, I mean, the same thing with like Keanu Reeves, everybody talks about that and Brendan Fraser and like, there's this group of guys right now that like is just like protect them at all costs. And I think post is like, as far as the music, industry i think post is that guy and the i would say the country side of things it's luke combs yeah and the country music side it's luke combs but yes mm-hmm. and and post is right there with him in the country side of things too because like i said mm-hmm. he does dabble over so that's like yeah. but luke combs is the same way like you see videos of post malone with, with his fans i mean mm-hmm. dude broke his damn leg on stage and finished the yeah. show yeah like fell through a damn stage and finished the show he fell off the stage multiple times and finished the show he is mm-hmm. also responsible for one of my favorite memes of all of the world uh, when he's there when yeah 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 because yeah. that's all of us at any point <gasps> yeah there it is and yeah. i mean that that meme won me over to post malone and anyways i was like i made that exact face like yeah yeah uh, i can't just, tell it, you how many versions of that meme i've sent to my girlfriend <laughs> we've all as as men we've all been there and like yeah yeah i've it's like looking in a mirror. Damn it! Right. We can't can't say you haven't been. It's one thing. Now, a twelve carat toothache is um was released June third, twenty twenty two. So it's it's almost a year old. It doesn't really seem like it's been about that yeah, long. That's um, wild. It's fourteen tracks, forty three minutes long. It is actually his shortest album to date. There is a deluxe version that's forty nine minutes is, and yep. has sixteen tracks. So correct. Yep, the deluxe version had two more tracks on it. Um, but this one was fourteen tracks, forty three minutes long, and I love the length. We're we're fantastic. That like thirty nine to like or thirty five to like fifty five minute length. Yeah, it's great because I have ADHD and I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, it is his fourth studio album. It does feature um artists. It features Doja Cat, The Weeknd. Fleet Foxes and the Kid Leroy are the major ones. There's a few other ones that are on here as well. 
Um, he does do a lot of collaborations with artists you may not think he would collaborate with. Mm-hmm. Just does is this, marches to his own drum. Fleet uh, Dave, Foxes is a freaking indie indie acoustic folk band. Like yeah, something you wouldn't yeah. even expect. It <laughs> right. just is like, and it's it's, it's one of the yeah. I we'll get to that song in a little bit here. Yeah. Um, yeah, now. It debuted at number two on the Billboard 200, selling 121,000 copies in its first week, physical copies. So yeah. it actually did sell 121 wow. physical physical copies, 121,000 physical copies in its first week. Um, now he did. Um, your kid is blurred behind you. That's not my kid. That's my wife. Oh, that's your wife. That was my wife. That was my wife. And I. My wife. I I, I definitely I saw the shadow, but I wasn't looking at her. I was looking at my screen this way, and sure. then she was waiting for me to acknowledge her or pointing you to acknowledge her. That'll be on video. I just Thanks, saw honey. a blur. I just saw a blur. I was I was just gonna let her do that until yeah. somebody said something. Yeah, that's what she was hoping for. So she was. I just, just thought gonna, it was and, one of your kids, just like being a jerk. I you're not wrong, and I was hoping that she was gonna get bored and walk away, which is another. It's like it's like fifty fifty in that situation. Right. So as I just said, um. Now, he was actually, Post is actually going to attempt to put out two projects in 2021, but due to the pandemic, um, he wasn't able to complete the projects. Now, he stated that because he wasn't, he couldn't tour, he wasn't really motivated to write or work on anything new during this time period. So, like, as Jay said, he was kind of going through some stuff, and a lot of artists are big on workshopping live like you mm-hmm. just figure shit out yeah. while you're on the road you the things kind of come to you you're not in the same place every single time so you can kind of do some stuff plus i would assume when you're touring you have some downtime that you wouldn't normally have when you're at home um so you can kind of write and get some shit out and he said that because he couldn't tour he didn't really want to he just was like he wasn't yeah. motivated enough to actually do it and i th- i think Another another way we can all relate with this with him is, you know, the pandemic was shit for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, I think it's gonna be a the like those history books that have like like the the, the German history books from like nineteen forty to like nineteen forty six and we're like, What happened? Nothing. Nothing happened. <laughs> like yeah, American yeah. history from like two thousand sixteen to like twenty twenty one coincides yeah. with a certain number it's of a president gonna be, that I'm not going to well, mention. Well, it's just going to be like a big dumpster with like a fire coming out of it. Like that's It'll be all red, it too. The meme of the dog in the house when the whole house is just in <laughs> yeah. flames. That everything's was, that fine. Was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everything's fine, guys. It's okay. Everything's nothing, fine. nothing happened. There's going to be... I, it, I mean, in seriousness, there's, there's going to be college-level courses about this four-year period of our lives. Mm-hmm. Like the effect that the pandemic had, and it's going to be governmentally funded research, billions of dollar research projects of how the amount of what's going on during this pandemic really affected us for years down the road and how things changed and how things should not have changed and did. So I, I think we all can relate and it's kind of one of those situations that we seems like we're getting back to normal but who the fuck knows what normal is anymore um but so that's that was him during this time and he's he's spoken a lot about the pandemic um it was a big deal for him and it's i think it's it was good for all of us to kind of hear that now um singles they had three singles i don't think anything came out of the deluxe album but it was three main singles one right now with the weekend um cooped up and i like you a happier song for the Mm -hmm. singles 
So, Brandon, let's start with you. Oh, boy. What was your um, favorite track from the album? Yeah, so the track that I picked was Love, Hate, Letter to Alcohol was my favorite track on this one. God damn you. (laughs) Yeah. It's all right. Uh, The thing that first captured my attention with this track was the dramatic, almost cinematic aspect of the beat Mm -hmm. that was happening throughout super catchy um on top of that beat though the story that post describes it's very descriptive like he's very but he uses he knows what words he's going to use and he uses them intentionally um and you can really picture kind of what he's saying in your mind's eye as he's telling this story and so for me i think this was one of i mean they're all really good tracks but like for this one i could clearly follow along with everything that he was saying with this one and it's it's a deep, it's a deep track, which we'll get into our deep cut tracks later. But like for this one, I just, I really loved the storytelling along with the cinematic aspect of, of the music. So that one, it was why I picked it as my favorite. So Jay, let's go over to you. What was your favorite track? So love, hate, letter to alcohol was my number one. And that's the one that I still play on repeat. I have it in playlists. It's the one I go back to the most. Um, and I think it, it, a lot of it is sonically it's such a different song it's so um i mean cinematic is a good way to describe it but it's it's very it's very full there's a lot going on in it instrumentally and there's so many vocal samples that are all throughout it and it's almost like slightly like a choir at the very beginning it doesn't even start with music it just starts with voices and it's so cool and it just has it's one of those songs that one i'm having a really rough day i listen to that song because it just like it just connects to me in a certain way but um i'll pick a different one my number two off of that is actually lemon tree which is the third track on the album Mm -hmm. i absolutely fucking love this song and what's ironic is when i first listened to the album when it came out i wasn't even sure about this song but the more I've listened to the album and the more I've listened to this song, I absolutely love it. It's so, it's just different. Like it's very different from any post song that I've heard on previous albums. It's, I mean, it's, you've got the acoustic guitar for most of it and it's, it's very kind of stripped back uh, instrumentally, but lyrically it's so, so incredibly deep. If you actually like, look at the lyrics and like it, the first line of the chorus is looking around and all I see is people happy with what they're given. And I'm like, that, like, is that not us? A lot of times, like we like, we're looking at social media, we're looking at people in our daily lives. We're looking at all these people and we're always looking and like, it's almost like the whole grass is greener thing. Right. But the, this song he's talking about, like I was given shitty lemons, so I'm going to throw them out and I'm going to build something better. And like, I just love the way that he is kind of like flipping the whole, like when life gives you lemons, make lemonade thing on his head. He's like, fuck mm-hmm. lemonade. I'm going to make what I want to make. And it's just, it's almost like this like pseudo punk rock mentality yeah. of just like, I, I'm going to, I don't care about the bad hand that I was given. I don't care all of the shit that I've faced up to this point. Like I'm making the decision now that I'm going to, I mean, the last, the end of that is and grow me something better. Like 
fuck lemons. I'm going to grow watermelons or I'm going to grow, you know, like sure. something, something that like that I can grow and, and, and build. And I also think vocally in this song, like the, the thing that stuck out to me the first time was the better, like the way that he says that in that mm-hmm. song is so weird but yeah. i love it yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. like it's so it's almost twangy like like it's just it's very unique and so um that was that was easily my number two favorite behind love hate letter to alcohol but yeah. uh, i love that track nice i love it i love it steve what about you man so uh, love hate letter to alcohol is going to come up again again for me uh but um by my favorite one I listened to, and I kind of was back and forth. There's a lot of decent tracks on here. And I, <laughs> I picked one that I didn't think that I was going to like because I do not like this feature artist very much. Hmm. Okay. And I picked um, I Like You, a happier it's, song. It's so fun. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Doja Cat, usually. Yeah. I, I Like Doja Cat on her own, I don't, I'm not a big fan. We've, mm-hmm. we've done an album, but, but um, the song is fun and it's it's just it's upbeat it's a little bit different and then to have it follow the a sad the i cannot be a sadder song like after that like you're just yeah. like he like puts you on this roller coaster of like oh like the first couple of songs were they were they were they were a, a decent groove you had kind of an upbeat ish but they kind of stayed that level and then i like you so you're thinking you're going up like you're just like he's building yeah. and then all of a sudden he's just like nope well, like wrap wrapping around your finger is the, like you're saying it's kind of it's going into happier music and then it's just yeah it's over. like album construction wise you're like all right we're gonna have a this is gonna be a, a post pandemic happy post Malone let's go yeah. and like and then he's just like no don't worry <laughs> we'll come back to that that moment but we're not going there now we're going downhill and yeah. I I like that the song makes me laugh it's very simple it's not there's not a whole there's not a lot going on with it the chorus is fun i think listening to it and i've listened to it a few times even today is the the line your heart's so big but that ass is huge it just, yeah every single time i'm like i'm like <laughs> yeah yep okay i mean that's that's his meme right there like yeah I, yeah yes for sure. thank you thank you for putting those words into my head because i have those thoughts on a daily basis and <laughs> yeah and I it love is your heart like, but that ass is, mm. <laughs> yes <and that's, laughs> i was distracted i'm sorry yeah. Like, yeah. but yeah i i i just i loved that track yeah. and it, eyes up it, here it, buddy yeah right <laughs> eyes up here yeah i'm not a piece of meat i just i i was just like yeah I, I love that he's he's kind of having fun and and then you like look at it, you're like we're not gonna have fun for a little while are we no we're not yeah. so and <laughs> I but I like that so it is time for us to play a game mm-hmm. now it, it is. is time for the post wang okay wang, let's play wang let's play wang what association and game wang what association That's no the wang way. after the it's the wang after the initial wang. Yeah, it's 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 your it you got, you got pre wang, you have your mid wang, and you have your post wang. You know, fix it second wang. Second yeah. wang. <laughs> Knock one out first before you start before. That's you good. Go. You're good there. Well, you know, probably, good you, know, you know I'm probably going to keep all of that before I insert the theme song, right? <laughs> I definitely will. I yeah. for sure will. 
Right. <laughs> and I mean, to have Jer say Wang about 15 times. True. It's a great, I speed it's a great that bitch up to like 1.5. Right. And just Wang, Wang, Wang. Oh, it's a happen. Yeah. So, uh, um, so guys, so this is the word association name game. Um, what has happened here is I've picked two songs and have come up with phrases that um, kind of will give you a clue as to what song I'm talking about. It could be actually the title of the song. I just associated different words to it or something that I thought was funny. So you guys have to guess guess where I'm going here. I picked two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's only And I, I didn't use the deluxe, so it's only the first 14 tracks. Okay. All right. I'm pretty excited about my first one. Of course you are. <laughs> a clown posse of sorts. Insane. Yes. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That have to have at least one ICP reference it. on the yeah, podcast like where we've yeah. hit our quota. I don't have to do it again for another 200 episodes. Um, <laughs> there you go. We're never going to do an ICP album. It'll never fucking happen. You say that, Brandon and will, now tonight I'm going to go put it on our calendar. So Brandon will go. lose his mind by doing it. Oh, if you're going to do that, do the Great Blanco. Um, not that I would know that. Shit. Um, <laughs> Steve is a closet juggalo. <laughs> there's no, there's no hatchet man tattoo on me. We're good to go. I don't have that. I do know people that have them though, and I, I, I shouldn't mm. quote about that either. All right, I've gone deep into my own psyche. Yeah, um, my head, whatever. That's a good thing. Yeah, you'd be a terrible juggalo. I mean, Brandon, you'll always be my juggalo. Hey. <laughs> Thanks, Jay. I appreciate it. Sorry, Mikey, has, if you're listening to this. He has no idea what that means, Jay, so it's okay. <laughs> He's going to show up at your house tomorrow and spray with the face with Ray with Fago right in the face <laughs> right before you leave. He's like, God! Hold you, fucker. Hootie Out the door. Oh I love gosh. it. He's going to drop a whoop whoop and walk out the door. <laughs> Man, I've given way too much information that I know too much about Juggalos. Son of a bitch. Now I think um, I'm going to go listen to Insane Clown Posse tomorrow. He actually has that tattoo, and it's the tramp stamp, so we can't see it. The shirt's always covering it, but it's there. Yes. <laughs> Only nice. his wife has seen it. I like it. All right. <sighs> Second one. Yep. Doesn't happen often in my house. Euthanasia? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, when I'm alone. It is when I'm alone, nice. but I like Jace better. Yeah. That, that hasn't happened in my house, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Yet. And now, and now you're kind of piecing together why there might be some sort of like stank underneath your shed in the back. That's why Jay moved to St. Louis. Yeah. Right. It's all those dead juggalos under your front porch. And sorry, this. Got you know, <laughs> that would explain a lot of things. Actually, that would explain. Wow. Yeah. Oh god. This this game brought to you by ICP. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like Kid Rock either. Um when you say ICP and we talk about Wangs. ICP. That also that also happens every time you go to a pro sports event. You're not. Cuz they have like the troughs that you ICP. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I like it. Oh my gosh, the first time I, I ever so, had to do I have that. such terrible jokes. <laughs> yeah, the first time I ever peed in a trough, that was just the weirdest thing. You're just like, what is happening right now? Do you one better? At least you don't have a, a little boy you gotta teach to do that. That's accurate. And to not grab the pink little things in there. Oh. Yes, they're yes, they're cakes, but they're they don't taste like cake. <laughs> Every Dad, time I look. think of 
urinal cakes, I just think of I Love You Man and the guy who is trying to sell houses by putting his face on. Yeah, they're pissing on me every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 100%. There you go, Brandon. Yeah. That'll help you out. Yep, for sure. All, All right. right. Now it's time. Let's get into our least favorites here. We've yep. we've done down some rabbit hole in this one. Holy shit. Absolutely. Um all right. So our least favorites. I'll go first. Yeah. Because I might get shit for this. I don't know, maybe not. Uh oh. I picked it. I picked a single. Okay. Uh I picked one right now. Interesting. Okay. It doesn't fit. The song Why? doesn't fit. Why? It's too upbeat for that back half of the album. It doesn't fit the way it was put in there. I I I like the weekend. Uh, I don't think it fits. I don't I don't like. I didn't like where it was, and I I don't like the weekend with Post Malone. I think if they would have put it after Wasting Angels, that probably would have been a better place for it. Um, yes, uh, with with the Kid Leroy in there, I yeah. I think so too. I yeah. I like the weekend. I I I like the weekend I a love lot. The weekend, but um, I don't think. One right now seems more of a a weekend track with a post Malone feature to me. Mm. It's like and I, I think musically, I think that's more and I, I don't think it's post Malone's fault. I don't think it's the weekend's fault. I just think the the style of music that they went with on that track, it fits the weekend style a lot more than what it fits for post style. And he his persona and how he kind of the weekend actually does his music he takes shit over he's the alpha and post yeah. malone while he's amazing he will sit back a little bit mm-hmm. and i think he sat back on this one and the weekend took that track i didn't when i listened to that radio i didn't know it was a post malone song i thought mm-hmm. it was a weekend track and that post was on it I wonder if that was one of the kind of early tracks that they decided they were going to have as a single before the rest of the album came together. They and did. so they they had already like had it be a single. So it had to be on the album. I want to say that that one it, came out well before, um, well before the album came out. Cause it was the first single. That was the first single, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. think they just kind of tacked it on to the end? Just, I think it was put in there because it's a good, I mean, now it's, let's it's, be let's be honest though. Like realistically, like track fourteen, you know the new recording. Like that's mm-hmm. yes, it's a track, but it's more just kind of like there at the end. I you could almost say that one right now could legitimately be like the last track of the legitimate track of the album. So it was released November fifth yeah. of twenty one. Yeah. So okay. this this came the, the album came out. We said in June of later. Yeah, seven months. Seven or eight months. Yeah. 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 So it and interesting. In the in the world we live in of social media, TikTok, that track was everywhere for a long time. So like it just it didn't for me, it didn't fit the vibe of the album. Like Mm -hmm. I just didn't it didn't I don't know. I, and I, it doesn't say anything wrong about any of their tracks. Like I just couldn't find anything else. And I had to nitpick a little bit. And that one, I, while I like the track, I just don't see it as a post Malone song. I see it as a weekend song. Interesting. Okay. I don't know. So I, I figured I was going to like push, okay. like I'll probably get some shit like from other people on this one. I'll get away with it, but I mean, I can I see here. your point, but yeah. 
And I didn't want to pick another one. I was like, there was other ones that I could have went with, but it was, it was even more nitpicky than that. Like, I was just like, okay, I didn't like this beat. And that was all it was. It's like, I liked the track, but I like this beat. Like with one right now, I just felt like it didn't fit. And I, I could see it. Maybe if it did actually fit legit in the album and there wasn't that like bonus track on there, the new recording yeah. or whatever. What, um, what you're describing to me feels like what happened when NF put out why that he put out like a year and a half before that album came out. And you could tell that stylistically the rest of the album was written way after that one was. And so it was in that album, but it didn't, to me, it didn't really feel like it fit that album. That's kind yeah. of what, like, I, I feel like that's kind of where, what you're thinking. I, about yeah. And that's one. what I, I, I think that's where I'm going with, because I, I, it was just released in November of 21. When did they record that? Did they record it together? Did they record it like in the pandemic at some point, but it was, I would imagine it was probably recorded sometime in 2020. And I'm guessing that some of these songs were written after that, like yeah. where he was still in the midst of everything that was kind of going on. So like, it just didn't for sure. I don't know. It didn't fit the vibe of the album for me personally. Um, but I don't okay. know. It's kind of one of those personal choices here. So uh Brandon, what about you? What was your least favorite? Yeah, so my least favorite, I actually picked Cooped Up. Uh God damn you. <laughs> Fuck you. You take my you take my favorite, you take my fucking least favorite. Wow. Well, okay. I'm I'm curious as to what then your deep cut track is, but we'll get there in a minute. So this album was very tough, honestly, to nail down a least favorite because each song, in my opinion, really does have a story to tell. But I chose this one because of all the tracks on this album, this is the one track that I felt was the most repetitive in nature lyrically. Um, I definitely liked other tracks on this album more because he was able to be more articulate throughout the whole song. Didn't really go back and forth on like, you know, some of these like bubblegum pop songs that like show up in people like things are repetitive in nature. And I felt like he always had new things to say in other tracks on this album. Whereas in this one, there was just a lot more repetitiveness. And so for me, it was definitely a nitpicky thing, but that was why I picked it. So well, J- I will challenge you for one second, Brandon. Nope. You pick, you picked one time more or whatever. that. Track no, 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 no. I have it for cooped up. I actually have oh. something. I wondered if you've listened to it. Oh, okay. So in October of, the, of 2022, he did a, a mashup and he used cooped up and return to the Mac and he mashed oh. them up. Okay. Um. So it's on Spotify. It's only two minutes long. But he changed the uh, the beat up a little bit on it and really kind of used the the chorus of Return to the Mac to like mm-hmm. uh, kind of liven that song up a little bit. Okay. So while I get you, I understand Cooped Up. Yes, that was on my list of least favorites. It was there. Sure. Um, but check out the – when you get a chance, check out yeah. that mashup. It's on a Spotify or it's probably on Amazon Music too where you find your stuff. So um, – yeah, it might change your mind a little bit, or you might appreciate it a little bit differently with that with that extra flavor added to it. Okay, because I get what you're saying. It is very repetitive. It is very like me. Yeah, but he did. He it's did not a bad. It. It's not a bad song. No, but it's just when you t- when you look at it this as a collective, which we are, you have to things start dwindling dwindling down, and that's just you know the last one. So, mm-hmm. so Jay. Tell us your reason as to why Cooped Up was your least favorite. 
I'll give a, I don't want to beat a dead horse with that. Cause I do have another one that was a close second, but first of all, I want to say, I don't think there's a bad track on this album. Right. This is one of those albums that I legitimately, when I start it, I listen to it from beginning to end. I don't yes. skip a track. Um, <laughs> the reason that I, that I had cooped up there is because to me, it felt the most contrived and the most let's write a single song. It didn't feel like the rest of the album feels cohesive as you're following the emotions of how he's feeling and when he's writing and all that kind of stuff. And even though lyrically some of that is in the song, it just felt like, okay, let's grab Roddy Rich, who had a huge song a couple years ago. Let's let's just make a song together and we're going to have these two big names on this track and it's going to be vibey. I personally did not, even though I have never skipped the song and i like it i'm not a huge fan of roddy rich's verse on that mm-hmm. i don't his flow in general like he's not he's not an artist that i listen to solo similar to like what you were saying with doja cat i have never gone out of my way to listen to a roddy rich song and that's not to say that he's not talented at what he does i just it's just not really my cup of tea and the way that you feel like the weekend outshined post on that song I really feel like it was post Malone and then they just kind of like threw Roddy on it. It didn't really feel like it didn't feel to me like Roddy was trying to even get on Posty's level. Like it, it just, I don't know. It, it he, was felt, getting the, he was getting the, the pub on being on the album, but not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, this is like me being nitpicky, but yeah. Um, but so there's that. The, the other track that I had was waiting for a miracle. I think it's a beautiful song. I think it is completely out of place on this record, especially mm-hmm. for the for the place that it's located. I don't think that it fits. It, when I'm alone in one right now, placing this as a sandwich between those two feels like, I, I wonder if maybe that's why you had issues with one right now is because those two tracks back to back are so fundamentally different mm-hmm. in every way. I mean, mm-hmm. waiting for a miracle is almost like this slow ballad. And then you've got one right now, which is this upbeat kind of more dancey club kind dancey, of track. Yeah. And, and I don't feel like, like that song, like that song I almost felt like could have been the last song as well. Like that's the outro is just kind of this really mellow like all right now we're coming down from the high that we've been in on this album now we've yeah. got this um it almost like i think in it and i also think if if you bookend reputation and waiting for a miracle i think that's a great first and last track so mm-hmm. i think i think we're both like not so much nitpicking the song is just the, the structure of the album Oh, and the yeah, order right. of things. Yeah. I think if you put one right now, right after Wasting Angels, and you put Waiting for a Miracle at the end after new recording, I think it it changes the feel of the album as you're listening to it. So mm-hmm. I think it's a good song on its on its own, like in its own merit, but I just didn't feel like it really fit with with what was around it and what we had yeah. been listening to up to that point, especially since um, well, we'll wait to talk about deep cuts. No, for I sure. Like I, I get that. And it's it's funny that we talk about those tracks. And I, I looked at like, the Spotify numbers and cooped up because it was a single. It's the third the third most played track on the album. Mm. It's been streamed on Spotify over 243 million times. Mm. 
Um, I like to use over 515 million, and one right now is 493 million. So like, wow. other other ones are are not like only a couple other ones I've pushed 50. Yeah. So the other ones are like in the in the 40s and 30s millions billion plays. It's still millions of plays per each song, yeah. but those three are in the hundreds of millions, damn near half a billion. Yeah. Um. So it's it's up there, but I, I get what you're saying. I'm on both of those. I, and I think it, it might be that waiting for a miracle did kind of like set me up as like, this is a perfect, like, end. you're kind of yeah. like, you rode that high. And I even think putting one right now, like even before, or after I like you would have yeah. been a, would have been a good spot. Cause you're still riding that high. And then all of a sudden you gradually yeah. go low and you just ended on you ended on a low note, which is life. But then think, to have that roller coaster yeah. and pop back up there is, yeah. I think before I like you, like going from wrap wrapping around my finger to to one right now to I like you, I think would have been a good progression there because then you do go to the sadder song, and those two are kind of like the the yin and the yang of 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 it, it's kind of like the middle of the album and there's like this kind of switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're also leading with more with with more straight up post Malone tracks instead of the your your feature heavy up top yeah. but then you have more posts and we all we all know this we all we listen to music and jay you are a musician so you know the album composition is like an art all in itself oh, absolutely like having to having to compose absolutely. an album yeah. based on you know eight to 14 tracks and be like i want to tell a story yeah. straight through this and like some well, artists do it very very well and some artists don't do it very very well and that's very interesting that you say that because when i when I have put together my albums, the structure of those is very intentional and very, very like, like takes takes weeks for me to like, like I've sent my entire album to people to have them listen to it from beginning to end. And them been like, you know what? I think one through three is here. And then I think you should bring 12 up here and you should do this here and do whatever. Yeah. But the it's, like, but the it's like it's like sending somebody a manuscript or like an like a, like a, yeah. a book. You're like, read this and tell me what you think, and then they can play around with it a little bit. But something that's kind of like a a tip that I've gotten from multiple people in the music industry is you need to make sure that those first three tracks catch the listener because if 100%. you don't catch them in those first three, then they're not probably going to stick around for the rest. And I do think that Post does a great job with that on this album. And I think yeah, Reputation 100%. is a phenomenal intro track. And then you get into one of the singles with Cooped Up. And then Lemon Tree, which which is one of those songs that like, it, it's intriguing to go from Cooped Up to Lemon Tree because yeah. they're so different that it makes me want to know, oh shit, what's he going to do next? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even just talking about those three, Jay, I mean, you you say, you know, you want to hook them in with those first three reputation. It's this and there's an intensity to it that yeah. kind of is like, ooh, it's that ear hole or that earworm where you're like, I want to know more. I want to keep yeah. listening. And then that single hits and it's like, oh, yeah, this is nice. But then Lemon Tree is when you start getting the deep connection lyrically to what's yeah. then going to continue happening. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I completely agree the the that construction of it with one through three was spot on. I would say the same thing. It's like, as we do this podcast more and more, we've done over 260 albums in one way or another. Yeah. We do a lot is your, your first track is got to reel you in. And then by track three, we know what we, we should understand what we're going to get. 
yeah. per se. And there's artists that'll throw you for a loop and just get you some stuff. And then there's artists where you look at the track list. Like before I listen to an album, I look at the track list, like off the bat. And I look and like, okay, I know these artists. I know these features. Let's see what's going to happen here. And I try, I like pick and choose when I first listen to an album. I don't listen to it from, from top to bottom. I like oh. just grab a couple of tracks. Oh, that hurts me. Well, I, I as, will. An, as an artist, because like, because like what I was saying about how much thought we do put into it, no. there's a reason that we put those songs in that order, and it's because that's how we want you to listen to them. So and that, I, that and hurts I, a little. I feel, I feel you how I, and, and, and like, and I feel you completely. But and how I, and I do listen to it usually from top to bottom, uh, at least at back least once pedal, twice. Yeah. No, no. When I start an album off, though, I want to know. I, I want to know, and I'll pick like a song from the top three. And I'll pick a song from the middle three, and I pick a song from the back, the back third, because I want to know what kind of structure I'm gonna get throughout. Fuck you, Brandon. Um, because Homer is... Simpson backing into the bushes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. <laughs> My prime example is Luke Motherfucking Brian. He front loads a lot of his albums, and then leads the back, puts the shit in the back end. He'll put you 14 tracks, but the last seven, seven tracks are hot fucking garbage country music in general does this not all if, you, if not all but a good chunk of country the, music does this where the they super put, popular they front load it they front load it and 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 then they'll put five singles out from that album and you're like you and basically the first just five half, the, half the damn album out like and it's mm-hmm. the first five tracks it's not even like the five singles it's the first five songs because they front loaded it so far but i think a lot of a lot of the more mainstream artists do that is they front load because they think Americans high our attention span is very low <laughs> um we don't listen to a whole album which is why we talk about like the hot 100 chart and the singles charts a lot because mm. we don't consume music the same way we used to consume music oh absolutely not. so not at all. it's for me I know I'm gonna listen to that whole album uh, for example the new fallout boy album so much mm-hmm. for stardust yeah. um I picked a couple of tracks and I was just like Holy shit! This sounds like old Fall Out Boy. Yeah. Like, okay, I want to listen to the whole thing, and I've yep. listened to the album probably fifteen times easily. I, um, same thing with All Time Low's new album. Yes, exactly. But I was like, I was so worried about listening to like I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for the new MCR album that I know is going to come eventually, because yeah. I'm like, are they going to do the same thing? Like, what is what is Gerard going to do? And like, I'm so like, I want to like pick and choose a couple of songs because I don't want to be like. All right, I'm gonna listen to this whole thing regardless. I know I am, but am I gonna be mm-hmm. at least happy when I get to the close of the end? Like, because there's it's, artists that I'm like, that's a like, and it's so difficult because the Black Parade is like one of the greatest alternative albums of all time, in my opinion. Like top yes. five easily. Yes. And so, as a band who has put that out, it's so difficult for fans are. Fans can be great, but they can also be very, very, yeah, fickle. And like, I'm out. Like, if it doesn't, if it doesn't click with what they want, and you got to remember, the Black Parade came out in what 2007, 2008, I think. Yeah, 2006, 2006 maybe even. Um, music has changed in the last 18 years, 15 mm-hmm. years, 15 to 18 years. As far as and the funny thing is, is we we just want that. 
Yeah. We just want yeah. that. We don't like mm-hmm. we don't necessarily want that exactly again. Like the Fall Out Boy album is perfect for this exact this argument is. Yeah. Like we wanted like early 2000s Fall Out Boy. Not that we didn't like the later stuff, but when they got mm-hmm. more electronic. But yeah. we're like give me some of this and they understood the assignment. They were just like, "Hey, they're asking for more of this." And they yeah. fucking went out and they did it and it was it's mm-hmm. guys, if you haven't listened to that album, we're doing it in a couple of weeks if not next week. It's amazing. It's really good. <laughs> it's yeah. a fantastic it's really album. Fucking good. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like, I, I, I will pick and choose just because I know as a reviewer, I'm going to listen to it all. But I want to know if my attention spans is still going to be as I know my attention spans the size of a freaking newt yeah. is going to be peaked when I get to track twelve because yeah. I've listened to a shit ton of hip hop albums when I've got to like track twenty eight and I'm like, still going. Yeah. It's like, it's still going. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want to listen to this anymore, but I have to because I, I my job. I, I, I think we're for. coming to the end of that. There was a solid period of time from, I want to say, 2016 to probably even up to 2020, 2021, where even the big, I mean, Kanye was doing it. Eminem was doing it. Um, all of these artists were putting out these 20 track albums. And it's like, as amazing as these artists are, there's no way you're not having minimum 25% of those being filler, if not 50% of them. Like, mm-hmm. especially with how quickly those things were getting dropped. Like M dropped two 20 track albums uh, in, in like a two to three year period of time. Like the most there's a recent lot of one, trash on that the album. The most recent one that albums. just dropped was Tyler, the creator just put out a new, a new call me if you get lost. Okay, you can't put Tyler the Creator in that category it's though. He's twenty four. It's it's a fantastic. But, but it's twenty four songs. And it's an hour and twenty minutes long. I could he's listen the to the art show. house version of hip hop though. Hundred percent. I get it. <laughs> but if you if you've meant for me to listen to that from top to bottom, like it's hard for me to pull an hour and twenty minutes like and yeah. be be there, be locked in for that amount of time. I get it. But I I like Tyler the Creator. I I do. Wait, we were introduced to him last summer. For the first time, yeah. like he like, is got a full album, it's amazing. He's wild. And he's the Picasso of hip hop. <laughs> his new album is very, very good. He's yeah. he, he took what what uh, Donald Glover, Charles Gambino did, and this expounded, yeah, and made it better. And I Which... I love him. But and we're getting I, we're not getting new Charles Gambino in the next I, year or two, and I'm so and, fucking uh, excited. <laughs> we're getting new right, Missy Elliott too. Did you see that? Oh my goodness! The did you? You guys heard the the Skrillex remix that he did with her? I did not. After the sh- after the podcast, search <laughs> Ratatata or Ratatata or something like that. I don't remember exactly. What Skrillex, it's called, but it's it's it. Skrillex. Skrillex. No, it's not called that. It's a okay. they took, but it's redone. Like you can tell, it's not the original vocals from Missy. Like Missy made this specifically with Skrillex and Skrillex has dropped two albums in the last year. So it's not the newest one. It's the previous one. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's mm-hmm. wild. And Missy, I'm all, I am so here for Timberland the Missy just comeback. That Missy, that Missy's putting on an album. So is Justin, T- he's doing an album with Justin Timberlake too. Yes. Timberland's we haven't gotten a JT those... album in four years. Ever. Right. So it's, it's been a while. So yes, I, I did just recently see that. Um, and I, we're here for that as well. So, <laughs> we've we've talked for a while on music because we can and it's yeah, kind of what we do it's great and brandon's just like guys no my milkshakes my milkshakes melting no this is no this is this is good i'm having brandon, a good time 
Brandon knows I'm a talker, and you get me talking hey, about music and like so we can make He's... a six-hour podcast. Oh, hey, <laughs> that's all right. We can we'll 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 push for the longest episode ever recorded. That's fine. Challenge accepted. All right. <laughs> all right. So, Brandon. That being said, let's transition back to our second game. It's time for our second game. It what is time for. Uh, I got nothing. Shatner's poetry slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies, ladies and ladies and gentlemen, this is Shatner's Poetry Slam. I'm Captain Kirk. Shatner's Poetry Slam. All right, guys. So we are back and now it's my turn to play this game or to do this game. And you guys have to. So basically, if you don't know what Shatner's Poetry Slam is, I've taken two tracks from this album and I'm going to read the lyrics as monotone as possible William Shatner-esque if you will putting random inflection wherever the hell I feel like it and Jay and Steve need to figure out which album I am talking um, about so if you guys know what it is shout it out you don't have to wait for me to be done it is what it is I'm reading I'm so there. bad at these games <laughs> me it, too yeah it's gonna be fun all right so here's your first one guys this is why I like to do Shatner's poetry Sam because then I don't, I don't have to guess so uh, here's your first one. Couldn't fall asleep at night. I tried with all my might. I thought I knew what you want. No. It isn't all that nice, but I guess it will suffice. It's hard to know what you want. Wrapped around your finger? Nope. Could you be? A little less solid. Oh, lemon tree. Yep. There you go. The could you be is what was could sold it for be? me. Yeah. Could you be a little less sour by the hour? I don't know all the words, but. <laughs> hey, hey, you're good. I love it. All right. Here's the next one, guys. Said you love me, but I don't care. Wait, I... uh, one right now. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to figure out where to start on this one because I was going to sound like, said you want to have my babies? I fucked you so good. You should pay me. Like, I was, (laughs) maybe that's where I should have (laughs) started. Can we start over with that one? I'm just kidding. Yes. Um, No, no, but I want to, Steve, I need you to take that and I need you to take that clip and I'm going to make a a greeting card that has the voice (laughs) thing in it. And we're gonna put that in there, and he's gonna give that to his wife. <laughs> no, no, better at better yet, dude. Better yet, build a bear. Oh yes, push yes. that. Push that. <laughs> Squeeze that one. Pay me. <laughs> and I'm sending. I'm, we're gonna send an extra an extra one to Mikey. And we're oh. gonna we're gonna dress her like Aaron Brockovich or something. Yeah, <laughs> dress oh, a build a bear like. So funny. Hilarious. Oh my gosh. Oh, All right, guys. So that was Shatner's Poetry Slam. Now let's start talking about those deep cut tracks. I mean, we've kind of talked about it here and there throughout the album. So, uh, Jay, we'll start with you this time. What yeah. was your deep cut track on this album? Uh, so I have actually a decent list here, but yeah, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Hateful, which is okay. actually on the deluxe version. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you guys have heard it, but it is it is so gritty and it is so raw and it's 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 him singing 
I don't want to say aggressively, but like there's so much emotion in his vocal and Mm -hmm. it is just honestly the if you listen to the deluxe album from beginning to end it's a better album than if you listen to just the regular album um waiting for never is the other one that that is that was added to the deluxe um but hateful is the last track on the album and it's it's you can hear some of like the alternative influence on there you can hear like a little bit of nirvana you can hear like a little bit of grunge you can hear a little bit of the like early 2000s alternative um vibe to it but it's still very post malone it's like he he took those influences and and then he made his own thing and it's it's a phenomenal track and for those listening right now if you haven't listened to the album yet and you want to go listen to the deluxe album um just just my recommendation i think that's Uh, what i'm gonna do tomorrow and then the other track was euthanasia actually i i thought this was such a unique and cool track um and kind of opposite of waiting for a miracle where i almost felt like waiting for a miracle was too slow i felt like euthanasia was even though it was a more of a slow kind of a ballad to me it almost felt like like Coldplay or Snow Patrol could sing this song and it would fit in that like kind of arena rock when they've just played their three biggest singles and now they're bringing the audience down for a little bit. That's kind of like what that felt to me and the the structure of that song and the way that it was built throughout. And then lyrically, it is such a crazy deep song. Um yeah, those are those are I have others, but I'm not gonna take any more. But oh, yeah, hateful yeah. is that de- hateful is definitely my 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 number one deep cut on there though, because mm-hmm. I think it suffers because it's on the deluxe edition. So a lot of people probably won't listen to it unless they go search out the deluxe edition. Sure. I'm just one of those people that like if somebody releases an album and I see that there's two versions on Spotify, I'm going to always listen to the deluxe. And I'm so glad that I did. And I'll be curious after after we're done recording when you guys go listen to it, what you guys think. Because I think yeah. it's very possible that it could move itself into the top tier for you guys as well interesting i love that yeah i think i might actually check that out tonight when we're done because yeah i like it steve what about you buddy so i picked um love hate letter to alcohol i love the track the same way you guys said there too and like it hit me because in one way like Alcohol has never kicked my ass. I mean, I've gotten in fights because of it a few times. Uh, but I think emotionally it's kicked my ass multiple times. Hmm. Um, my father was an alcoholic. And I know that shit can happen. My mom was an alcoholic. So, like, there's there's tendencies, like, for me to, to go there. And I, I do enjoy me a drink every once in a while. So it it gets there. And life gets hard sometimes. So, like, I feel what he's saying in the song is, like, you got to watch this because this is a this is something that could creep up on you quick. And I have, you know, guardrails in my life that stop me from veering too far off the path either direction. One of them is Brandon. Um Every once in a while, he lets that 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 car go off the fucking rails. Every once in a every once in a while, but hey, it's okay. I I just I loved the track. I loved 
the Fleet Foxes on there because again, mm. like Jay said, <laughs> who would have thought like an acoustic indie band and Post Malone would make such a magnificent, like deep track that just hits you in more ways every time you listen to it. There's something think, else that hits you on it. I think we're gonna get more of that though. Um we there there's a recent video that was posted. Um well there's a video that was that came out last year where mm-hmm. Post Malone is talking to Big Sean or somebody else about okay. uh Angus and Julia Stone and their song Big Jet Big Jet Plane. And mm-hmm. they are kind of a folk duo, like a, a guy and girl folk duo. And he's talking about it. Well, within the last month, Angus brought him on tour and pulled him out on stage. And they did a duet of that song and post sang Julia's part. And it is beautiful. It is one of the best covers I think I may have ever heard. It is phenomenal. And it's another one of those indie like kind of groups and i i i would love love to hear more of that from posty and i think you're gonna you're just gonna get more of it too because there's so much that's like people aren't seeing yeah so like there's just a lot there you're you're getting more than you could have you know thought with and as as our mainstream artists who were underground artists at some point in their existence you know, they came from somewhere, they've got friends in the industry, and they're becoming more and more unafraid to just grab anyone, yeah. especially the big names and I, the Post Malones, the Luke Holmes, the those artists that are just like the everyday dudes yeah. and, and gals that are out there that are just like the everyday people mm-hmm. are like, I've reached the top of this mountain. Who can I pull up with me? Who can I bring yeah. to show you? And like, yeah. I love that because it's like, this guy's taking enough in his, you know, enough. He's taking every pressure and every bit of energy on to say, y'all need to hear this person too. Yeah. You need to hear this person. You need to hear that person. And yeah. whether you like them or not, it's not going to fall on the uh, the new artist. It's all going to fall on Post Malone if they suck. Yeah. He's taking all the risk and he doesn't yeah. care because he's Post fucking Malone. Whatever. Yeah, he puts on a bad track. Okay, no big deal. And like, I'm by no means a a huge artist, but like, there have been times where I've come across kids, and I'm like, these these guys are way too talented for nobody to be listening to them. And and so I've put people like that on tracks with me. Um, Again, not that I'm massive or anything, but that idea of there's plenty of room at the top for all of us. Mm-hmm. If I have, if I have a way to bring more of an audience to you, because I believe in you, I believe in your talent. I believe in what you can do. I'm going to do that. And it's so cool that, that we're starting to see that from some of these bigger artists and they're, they're pulling people, people in. I mean, the, you want to, NF's a perfect example of that with the uh, chasing song that he did. Mm-hmm. That was a single where he grabbed that girl who covered his song on Instagram and she was nobody. And then he was like, we're going to turn this, we're going to put this out. And he put her on the track with him. Like, Oh, I I don't, you know, if you guys know that story, no, no. So that, that song that he put out several years ago, 
he it was it was a snippet it was a 30 second snippet that leaked and this girl found it and she did a cover of it on instagram mm-hmm. and it blew up and he saw it and said your voice is amazing i want you to be on this track with me and so he he put her on the track and they put it out she had like wow. 700 followers or something before that after that song was released she was up to like twenty five thousand or something like it wow. just it put her on the map where she would never have gotten and it was just because somebody gave her that chance and like right. it's so cool i love it right that's amazing i i i really do like when when these bigger artists will actually go through and take the time to to take that step because as an artist, you get demo tapes from other people. You you hear stuff that we don't hear. Yeah. I mean, and I think I I will say this once again, and I've 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 beat this this horse as much as I possibly can. We need to protect TikTok at all cost. Yeah. Because not only is it getting us news around the country and the world that we're not seeing anywhere else because the mainstream media and Meta doesn't want us to see it. Um, we are hearing voices that we may never hear because of where we live. The the two um, state legislators from Tennessee who spoke and spoke very eloquently over their situation, we would never have heard of them if not for TikTok. Um, Are you talking about the artists, guy who got kicked out? And the then two guys that got now, kicked out. And did you know they've been that, now they're back? In, right? yeah. Yep, they're back now. Right. Um, but Tennessee did something right finally. But um, yeah, I it's, but there's there's millions of people around this country that are you don't know about you haven't heard of you musically uh, comedy wise i mean there's funny people every fucking everywhere and you're like i would pay to go see that guy where is he gonna be and i mean when when i can get the big fella back on stage here and we get him going again we're gonna put some stuff on tiktok and actually get him some stuff out there yeah because it's such a great actual like i don't want to call it clean social media because it's definitely not that especially if right. you've been on that dark side of tiktok <laughs> um but uh it's it's a the it's Obon, anyone <laughs> yeah. right. it's, it's 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 the it's it's the it's the mikey version of tiktok uh so it's uh where you hang out with mike um and he's okay there he's like the mayor of that side of tiktok um he'll appreciate that joke uh I just, it's, you need this, this other media presence that's not owned by the government, yeah. <laughs> by our government, yeah. I could say, it's yeah. not owned by our media. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm not, I'll, I'll make that joke, but I, I just, I feel like if not for those, those artists and the other social media presence, presence that we have out there, we wouldn't know who some of these bands are, who some of these artists are, because unfortunately touring is very fucking expensive. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. And concert tickets are also very expensive. Um, I know I've bought many of them this year. I mean, um, I haven't I haven't toured since I was playing in punk bands in my early twenties. I uh, the last show that I played, live show that I played, was February twenty twenty before COVID hit. That was the last oh, wow. time that I've been on the stage. It's ridiculously expensive and it's hard. But despite that, I have seventy thousand followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's what that platform gave me. I have my last, my most recent single has 15,000 streams. And the one prior to that has almost 40,000 streams. I've never, I have not toured under this artist's name. I have not played concerts under this artist's name. I have done nothing out there 
as architect the dreamer and somehow i still have this huge super loyal following and it's because of things like tiktok like mm-hmm. i wouldn't i wouldn't be doing what i'm doing right now at the level that i'm doing it without something like TikTok. it's a grind but you you put the effort in and people see it and then yeah. you get a following yeah. you're building a grassroots following and i would say it's it's almost harder now even with social media because our attention spans are like that and you have to catch somebody in like the first like five seconds if you don't they're gone yeah. you know like i know you've done videos with with like the uber creators too and some things you found some people around that have helped but yeah. taking you under their wing a little bit but mm-hmm. at the same time is if you didn't keep up your level of you know expertise people are going to leave yeah. and you've, you've kept time, up on your end at the same time i'll just i'll say this about jay i said it on one of his most recent tiktoks today like as we were getting ready for this podcast actually i, I think is when i commented it um like the music that Jay creates, and I'll even say, going back to what we're doing today, Post Malone, like, and, and other artists too, you guys do music that you relate to and what brings about the emotions inside of you. Once, If you create music that is yours and that you feel and that isn't just produced by outside whomever, the music's going to be great. You know what I mean? So like the video that you posted on TikTok, Jay, I think, I think it was today. Um, I, the dear God one. Yes. April 13th, by the guys, by the way, April 13th. What? If somebody looks for the video, it's, it was posted April 13th. Oh, okay. Yeah. Trying to help them out. Today is not, it's May 15th or May 5th for the, Oh, of Jay's. My video was posted April 12th. His video was posted mid April. Yeah. So go check that out guys. It's, it's if you want to see an artist who maybe maybe check it out. I yeah, I don't know. I, sure. I, I, <laughs> I would say it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty controversial video, but coming from me, and yeah. you both know where I stand on on that. Yeah. It's one of the most emotionally driven songs, and one that like I appreciate out of you, Jay, because although like things are you know what it is what it is but i can appreciate you for the music that you create because i know it's authentic and true to you and you're not kowtowing to anybody but yourself you know and switch coming back to it post malone does the exact same thing he doesn't kowtow to anybody he just does his own thing rides his own lane and if 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 it works great if it doesn't well fuck you too you know what i mean like that's kind of how it goes so anyway i just wanted to get that out there so i appreciate that absolutely so all right guys you want to hear my least or my deep cut track yes yeah go for it i actually got i actually got two look at you i know it but they kind of go one in the same (laughs) um it's i like you a happier song and i cannot be a sadder song um i picked them both together um i love that these two are back to back on this album um because you get that instant juxtaposition between the happy and then the immediate goes complete opposite. Um, the reason I chose these two were for the fact that um, although they were separate tracks, I feel like they were meant to be listened to together. Yeah. Uh, back to back, you know, you get some artists who put, who would put something like happier song toward the top and then have eight or 10 tracks in between and then have sadder song. But like these two back to back were just perfect. You get that feeling of happy and euphoria. And then it goes to the direct opposite of that. 
So for me, those two were just super awesome back to back. Um, so I loved it. Yeah. So, all right, guys, we've made it to the point. Let's talk, give our final thoughts on this album overall and give it an arbitrary rating from one to 10. I'll start. This album is really good. <laughs> just point blank five words. This album is really good. Uh, Post is a phenomenal vocalist and storyteller. Like Steve, this is the first time I had ever heard an album straight through, of, you know, outside of like singles that I would have heard on like the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely an artist who is growing on my intrigue list of like, I need to listen to more of this guy because I want to listen to more um, outside of just this podcast. Um, we, we've touched on it a little bit here and there, and we've talked about it. Um, I wish though that the construction of the album would have been a little bit better. It wasn't yeah. awful, but it could have been better based on things that we've talked about tonight. With and part all, of me, part of me wonders yeah. if that was label, like putting could their hands in the pot or something like that. Like, yeah. like maybe maybe he didn't have as much say in that, which is a thing. I mean, that labels yeah. do that. So that yeah, just, for sure. No, I yeah, absolutely. Um, that really doesn't deter my my rating of this album. Um, I'm giving this one a, a nine and a half out of ten. So. Yeah. So, Steve, what about you? As Brandon said, um, it's better than I expected. I, I came into this album with moderate expectations. It exceeded them and then some. Um, I had listened to Beer Belongs and Bentleys um, ever since I actually listened to it on the way home today from work. Um, and I, I enjoyed that one as well. Um, I think I didn't listen to Post Malone at first because of the the shtick and like everything else I just kind of like read through and like was like, ah, well, I'll get to it when I get to it. And I feel like there's a lot of artists that happen like that. You're just like, that guy's super duper popular. And I'm going to go back in my old punk rock days and be like, he's popular. He sucks. Nope. Not doing that. Yeah. And so I was, I was kind of just like, oh, okay. And I felt like he was just a hip hop artist that was just kind of trying to just do things differently. And I misjudged that completely. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Uh, this album, though, is incredibly well written. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Even the tracks that that are more fun and a little bit more light um, hearted, um, still are well written for what they are, and they're they're recorded to be what what he wanted them to be. They're not mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be this profound thing. It's just him having some fun. Um. Just good. We need more fun posting. Exactly. We we need more fun <laughs> posts. We need more fun. Yeah. Period. In the world, um, he need more fun, and I think he's, from what I've seen of him in the last you know year and a half with his social media and things he's done publicly, he seems like he's having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, which could hopefully help with some healing that he's got to deal with as well on his own personal side of things, because that just means we're gonna get we're gonna get good music either way. We're gonna get a good person. And for someone who has gone through a lot of trauma on his own, someone that's going to be here for a while longer, where listening to his old music, that was in question a little bit. Just things that were going on with him. That was was in question if he was going to stick around um, per se, Uh, not just as a musician, but as a person, like as living, as a living human being. It was up in the air there for a minute as you listen to his music. Um, And that was right around the time period where Triple X Tentacion had 
passed away and then juice world mm-hmm. passed away and there was kind of this this trend where these kind of vibey pseudo emo hip-hop artists were their their trauma and their dark side was not being taken seriously by those around them and i remember seeing some videos of posty touring around that time um back in 2018 2019 and it looked he did not look healthy on stage at all he looked thin and he just thin he, he could tell out. that he was not sober and it was very sad and so to see him come out of that is so wonderful and refreshing and i I will say we talked about on this on this podcast a lot about the effects of the pandemic. And one of the effects of the pandemic that I think has been the most positive effect of the pandemic is for a good portion of the world to admit that it's okay to not be okay. Mm. And mental health is a struggle. And a lot of us that didn't think we dealt with, we, we were dealing with mental health, realized very quickly we had our own demons and we were we were covering them up very much as, as well so i think that is one of the things that came out of the pandemic that actually is going to be a positive going forward is that we we all understand that we have first of all we're all somewhere on the autistic spectrum second of all we all have our own trauma and our own baggage and it's time that we start to work through those things and it's you have a lot of people around you to help you work through those things um so the the effects of you know mental health is one of the great things that come out of the pandemic is that we know that these are, this is a problem and we're trying to we're trying to fix it. Yeah, we still haven't fixed it yet, guys, but we're working on it. Um, album wise, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. I'm gonna go with a nine. Um, just composition issues again, same as Brandon. I feel like it could have been a little better, but it's also nitpicky. Um, I feel like it's 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 a fantastic one, and I'll I'll keep an eye out for new stuff because I he's he's rumoring to put new stuff out soon, so we'll see what happens. So Jay, what about you? We'll finish this up. Yeah, um, I want to real quick just touch on the last thing that you said there. Just I think something that the pandemic brought was a safe space for people to let their masks down. Um, mm-hmm. Like I found out that I am autistic, and that's. It, it made so much of my life up to this point make so much more sense things about me things about my personality about the way that I interact with people and the way that I view life and things like that and it doesn't make facing those things any easier but it does it does kind of give some validation to um, there's a reason behind those things and I think that because everybody was do a callback cooped up for the better part of two years uh a lot of people were cooped up with themselves and it was either you confront your shit or you don't and i think when the busyness of life happens a a lot of us have a tendency to just bury that and try to continue pushing forward and there was no way to do that during that period of time and so i think that there was a huge just pullback of people's masks over that and i think that that has kind of led to people being more comfortable in their own skin i mean brandon you you know my journey more than most do and and i think um you can attest to the shit that i've been through probably would would kill some people like the stuff that i've experienced 
and the fact that I am still here is a testament to, um, I think to the fight that I have, but I think it's also a testament to the people that I have in my life, you being one of those and the people that have always kind of been there too. Um, I mean, I know you and I don't talk on like a daily basis or anything, but like, I think there's that understanding that like, we're there for each other. If, if some shit is really going on and like, we really need, really need that, that brother to talk to, like that's there. And mm-hmm. specifically for men, cause that's something that I push a lot on my social media is mental health awareness for men, because that's something that is even more new to kind of being accepted. And there's still a lot of tabooness to that. There's still a lot of toxicity around what, what is a, a man. Um, but that's been something that has been really refreshing to see some of the most like you look at them and you're like that's like that dude's a fucking lumberjack and he's like in touch with his emotions and like that's fucking cool so uh, that was just my my last little touch on on what you said but um as far as the album is concerned this was my album of last year this is my my favorite album of the year um and to be honest it wasn't close when i think about the music that came out last year i know that there was a lot of good stuff that came out but i could not tell you very many other albums that came out last year which is a product of like me being super adhd and if 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 i don't see it i don't remember it but it's also like there are certain things that are just that memorable and this album was one of them. Um, And I think it's funny because when you originally started talking to me about being on the show, we had a completely different album that we were going to talk about and that album saved my life, but you guys were not too high on it. And so when, when we kind of came back and that album, like that was so far in the past that we were like, we need to do something more, more recent. And we chose this. I was super curious to see what you guys thought, because um, I didn't know what you were going to think. And uh, I, I am first of all, very glad. It makes me happy that you both enjoyed this album because I do truly think this album is a, is a, from top to bottom is just so good. Um, Yeah. I know that like, because of the segments that we do, we were kind of forced to, to nitpick a little bit, but, um, which is good. I, I, it's good to find criticism because that can, that can make things better. Um, but to me, this is damn near as close to a perfect album as, as came out last year. Um, and, and every track on it, like it's it's a 10 for me obviously i'm the one that chose it i'm the one yeah. that, <laughs> that wanted to talk I about mean, it but yeah, I expect- yeah, 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 yeah yeah it's 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 a 10 for me and and it's it's so cool uh steve you talked about going back and listening to beer bongs and bentley's and that was his second album and that that was the first album that like i started getting into posty and i actually i remember um stony had been out for a little bit and i had heard a couple singles off of it and i was like i don't know how i feel about this and then that album came out and i remember walking through a target and i was like fuck it i'm just gonna buy it so i bought the physical album and my car at the time still had a cd player because we're old for all the gen z people listening um and i put it in there and i listened to it from top to bottom and i was just like i was blown away at that and then like Hollywood's Bleeding came out and that was so good. 
but it feels like every album post puts out is just better than the last one and that doesn't take away from how good the previous ones are it's just a testament to his continued growth as an artist and him pushing the boundaries not only of the music industry on and what an artist can put out but pushing the boundaries of himself and what he's able to do and i and i would not be shocked at all if there was a straight up country folk song that was just him not a cover not not uh not a duet or anything like that just like a song that he wrote because you know he writes that you know he writes songs like that and it would not shock me at all it also wouldn't shock me if we saw a hardcore track i mean we've got kind of the resurgence of metal lately with bad omens and sleep token and like some of these bands that are taking over tiktok and then now kind of like coming into mainstream to the point i saw yesterday chris daughtry covered a sleep token song at one of in, at one of his concerts i was like never in a million years would i have thought i would hear daughtry singing sleep token right. but it wouldn't shock me if if he put out a track in that vein there's been videos of him at concerts recently screaming in some of his own songs that didn't even have screaming in them originally and so like i i'm really excited to see the next evolution because as as hyped as i am on this album Mm -hmm. it would not shock me in the least if this next album came out and i was like oh my god like and and you brought him up earlier childish gambino to me was the same thing camp came out and that that album was fuck so fucking good as a hip-hop album and then because the internet came out and i was like holy shit he's doing r&b he's singing he's doing some vibey stuff he's switching it up a little bit more and then uh awaken my soul came out after that and i still don't know what to describe that album as it's just it's so unique and and i love artists that with every album that they progress significantly and and they grow and yeah my favorite band of all time is lincoln park and that's one of the things that I really, really enjoyed about them is if you listen to Meteor and Hybrid Theory, but then you go to Minutes to Midnight and it's a more mature, but still kind of a similar sound. Mm-hmm. And then you go to like their later albums after that, you can see the growth in them and the maturity in them in their songwriting. And they still have some of that, some of that classic Linkin Park feel to it, but it's also, they're not afraid to say, fuck the standard we're going to make the music that we want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, but it's a 10 for me. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. I love it. So that's awesome. So Jay, so we talked about your kind of the Jack of all trades. You do music, you do TikTok, you're doing, you know, some stuff here and there. You've got your other podcast. You're on other podcasts. You're a very busy man. Yes. So where can our fans find you? Yeah. Uh, the easiest place and probably the best place, the central place is just going to be TikTok, which is uh, at ATD music, all one word. Um, and then my Instagram is the same thing, but throw an underscore at the end. So ATD music underscore. Um, I post way more on Inst- on TikTok than I do anywhere else. Um, and then my my TikTok has all of my links. So that has all the links to my music and all that stuff. Um, I have 
one podcast that I've been doing for about a year now with Mikey, who was on your guys' Kings of Leon episode, which was phenomenal, by the way. Um, and uh, Mikey is one of my best friends in the world, and it's called the Yankee Hoser Show, and it is nothing but deranged debauchery and laughter, and it's a riot, and it's it's this life is so serious a lot of times, and that's just Mikey and I's way of letting go, letting loose and just being our most feral and just like um, talking about the, the most, I mean, like we, we talked about in one of our last e- episodes about getting artificially inseminated by Cadbury eggs. What? So like there, like this is the kind of stuff that, that like yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, We're, it's ridiculous. Highbrow journalism. Highbrow yeah, journalism. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then I have a new project uh, with my buddy, Jason Quinn, um called knights of nerdia which is going to be launching here in the next month or two um which is uh i'm a massive nerd i love everything nerd culture from from lord of the rings and harry potter to star wars to marvel and dc comics to dungeons and dragons to i'm a huge gamer um so like i have we have all these different nerd things and a lot of podcasts focus on either the current like what are the what's the new stuff coming out or they focus on like um they're gonna run through something and we had this idea of what if every episode we just dove into a culture so we dove into so our first episode is going to be the marvel marvel culture everything from comics to video games to movies to the to the tv shows to cartoons everything we're just going to talk about marvel fandom as a whole and Mm -hmm. we've got an entire year's worth of topics laid out everything from pokemon to to nintendo to dungeons and dragons to um lord of the rings and and we just really wanted a, a a place for us to be able to to have fun and talk about our fandoms and and not be beholden to we're going to review this comic or we're going to review this movie like no let's yeah. just talk about shit we love mm-hmm. and and let's include the people that are going to follow us on that journey and create a community which which nerd community is is either really really good and really fun or it's really toxic and star wars is a perfect example of that there i would say star wars probably is one of the most toxic fandoms of any anything um but uh we just wanted to to have a fun place to talk about that so those are those two projects um i'm a musician i'm a music producer i'm an audio engineer i'm a graphic artist i i make everything for myself i i make the music i write it i record it i engineer it i make the artwork for all of my stuff um i make my own merch i do all of that so um i do a lot but all of that is in the link in my bio on my TikTok. So you guys don't have to remember any of that. Like just follow me on TikTok. Absolutely. Keep, keep up to date on those links there. Um, and that's going to be the best way to follow me. So I love it. Awesome. I love it. And we'll have all, we'll have your links uh, in our show notes too. So that cool. guys go check the description uh, of this episode. You'll find links to Jay's TikTok. Uh, Steve, they will also find links for where we're at. So Steve, tell all of our fans or, you know, Jay's fans who are listening to our episode, which, yeah. if you are, which if you are from Jay's circle, hello, subscribe welcome. to their show. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Do that. Steve, where else can everybody find us? We are on every major platform uh, for podcasts, for audio podcasts, uh, that you can think of all the big ones, the little ones too. Um, 
think about it. If you search us, you'll find us there. Um, check out our Facebook and Instagram uh, for socials. Uh, TikTok as well is building. We're adding more and more content to there. We have yeah, just started in the last two months, started adding YouTube uh, content. And I will tell you guys, we have added a new video every day for the last two and a half months. Mm -hmm. So there is over 60 entries of content. It's well over, I think, as of right, as of recording or as of uh, release, there will be well over 50 hours of content on YouTube of podcasts, clips, stupid videos that we've done. Um, if you haven't yet checked out uh, at least one of the Glitterbeard videos, I will recommend checking out at least one of them. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, back in February, I lost a bet. And because I lost a bet, and it's all due to Encanto, mm -hmm. is what screwed me, apparently. Um, mm -hmm. The Disney movie? The Disney movie. We did a we did a top we did a top uh five or top five or top top ten. Top ten. Uh, top ten songs of the year based on the Billboard top twenty five and we did a draft and I picked uh uh Bruno from Akanto as one of my top uh, top we ten. Don't talk about Bruno. And I got so much shit for that that I had lost. <laughs> and because I lost, I had to do a glitter beard and I did a rainbow glitter beard, guys. Yes. Rainbow. Not only like did I do a glitter beard, but I made it really fucking hard, and you guys chose Rainbow, because why wouldn't you? Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, so there, we we have filmed multiple videos of this. I'm going to use this clip, these clips, throughout the year on various things, um, and there's at least one or two of them up by now on TikTok. Go check those out. Um, yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to own it all the way. Don't worry. I love it. Um, I'm making sure I get a couple of Bud Light cans involved in there as well. Guys, find us everywhere. Check us out on YouTube. Give us a subscription. Follow us on there. We are building ever so slowly, but we're still building on that platform because Meta is eventually going to take us down. It's going to happen. Um, I am going to piss off Zuckerberg in some way, shape, or form, and we're going to get in trouble there. I'm okay with it. But that being said, Brandon, there is one platform we are on, but we don't post on, and that is Twitter. And why are we not on Twitter, Brandon? Because fuck Elon Musk. And Kid Rock. Thanks. On that sake, guys, we will see you guys <laughs> on the next episode of the Nose Focus podcast. Thank you, Kid Rock. You've made me so happy. Please keep playing your character in I... Joe Dirt. Oh my gosh, Jay. If this doesn't Bye, tell you Posty. how much I love Post Malone. Oh, I love Bye, that. <laughs> you should just take that clip and, like, that's how you close the episode out. It's just. Yeah. Posty. I, I got it. it. Guys, you'll have to check it out. He's got a Funko Pop of Post Malone. On that note, Here's guys, the best part, though. Yeah. He's wearing a dress with ducks on it. That's the Funko that this is. <laughs> That's nice. awesome. I love it. Steve, you got to wear a dress with ducks on it. Let's go to Goodwill. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats. Notes, my goats.